Hello, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, the podcast where myself and a few of my friends get together and discuss nerdy things. Just a reminder, if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to Seriously Pointless Conversations' YouTube channel, or you can find us on your favorite podcasting apps. Thank you for your support. Without you, none of this would be possible. Thanks for coming by. Now let's get into the episode. Hi, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, your Seriously Pointless podcast about all your nerdy and geek things across time, and you're seriously just, I don't, man, I'm telling you, just traumatizing Scandinavian folklore, James. That's what I'm going to say off the top of my head there. This isn't Aesop's Fairy Tales. This is... This is this is the old stuff you told your kids to scare them into doing. This is Grimm's fairy tale, like on crack <laughs> cocaine, probably. I think at this point. But hi, I'm your host, uh, David. I am joined again by our co-host, James. How you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. How are you today? A little tired, kind of the same boat as you are. We had a uh, had our, uh, our 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 new child. Our Stephanie is her name. She's uh, three months, or she's gonna be four months here pretty soon, but. She didn't sleep very well last night. So. <laughs> the storm was pretty rough. I mean, I know I don't get it, man. That's maybe that's what it was. I don't know about you guys, but we've been having thunderstorms here lately—a lot of thunderstorms. Which don't get me wrong, you know, we're gonna just gonna turn into old man podcast for half a second. <laughs> but the weather, we need the rain. We did need the rain. It was getting <laughs> awfully dry, and this is gonna save me some money on irrigating my garden. But I, me too, right? But it's, but it's throwing my <laughs> life off. Like I'm, I'm not getting my morning shower to wake up, and it's leaving me like in a fugue all day long i know i I actually i would think i would have slept fine because i sleep fine when it rains phenomenally actually Mm -hmm. but it's the kid it's the newborn that it bothers i think and she crying wakes me up even when jack and i take my turn holding the baby and it's just yeah it's a whole rigmarole like i said i do not not used to storms yet and these have been like right overhead and close really i know right here in cape but like over in jackson like it's just right there oh yeah so like the other day i was um i popped my head out because we had a heavy one mm-hmm. for a while and i popped my head out just to kind of see you know i was pulling my grandpa well my grandpa used to just stick your head out in the middle of a thunderstorm or a tornado and just to, just to see what's going on because you know that's the mm-hmm. safe thing to do stick your head out the door yeah. um and my kid comes running around my kids my two older ones my four-year-old my two-year-old come running over and they look at and right that that point. I mean, it's, like you said, it's just coming right overhead. And I, it was a lightning hit, and it was fairly close. I'm going to say within probably half a mile. It had to be. It was very close. <laughs> it was loud. And my little one, she, she she's on my left side. I remember this really. I have never felt her grab my thigh so hard <laughs> in my life. And I was just like, you got to like let up on there a little bit. And Lewis Lewis was on my right, and he was just like, that was loud. That's the that was thunder, and I'm just like, oh, at least we know what that is. That's that's the good thing. But, but yeah, no, it lightning, thunder, the the rain is very much welcome. And like I said, hopefully you get a little bit more. We got a little bit more today, but I said, I hope we get some more in the future because, yeah, like I said, the bad part is even if I didn't even get to do the Midwest storm watching thing, that would have been a great storm to sit on the porch for. But it happened at five in the morning. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I was telling. Like I was telling you earlier when we had our uh, Jackie had her friends over. Mm-hmm. Uh, visiting and um, I got up early. Well, I was out there and I sat out there and I had my my morning tea because I've been cutting out the coffee, just trying to watch myself a little bit. And I just sat there with a cup of tea and mm-hmm. I, I I just let the rain fall. It was very very pleasant. I enjoyed Wonderful. it. I enjoyed it because it was about five o'clock when I did that. But I I, uh, I highly recommend it. If anybody, you know, there are some things to be said about just taking a moment and just enjoying the sublime nature. 
perhaps you could sit out on your porch with the rain going, folks, and uh, listen to our wonderful review of uh, this game, which happens to be Bramble Hall of the Mountain King, which is what we're going to be talking about. Because, um, I mean, we were not as obscure as po- you can possibly be about what we were talking about. Yes. And so just to give you an idea, I ran into this. It was on the Game Pass. David yeah. played it first. Yes. And he just sends me a message one afternoon a couple of weeks ago. says, James, play Bramble. <laughs> no explanation. Just play Bramble. So I'm like, okay, this sounds like a fun game. Never I mean. jump into this game, and it's about this lovely character, Ollie. He's yep. this little Norwegian boy, and his sister sneaks out in the middle of the night and gets lost in the woods or something, and he's going to go try and find her like a good little brother. Oh, well, you know, that's how you do things. Two hours later, I am watching this kid in incredible high-definition dynamic lighting wade through literal like mounds of intestines that's right you are and i'm like what in the world have you gotten me into david so before we before we spoil more and show off our our traumatization our 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 trauma um let's uh it's been a little bit since i've seen you so tell me i mean obviously you played this game what else and i've noticed you have been playing a lot of bit more of a was it uh is it satisfactory has been the latest obsession i saw that i am i am on the cusp of where it just gets to be a little bit much it's (laughs) it's been around on early access forever for people who haven't seen it it's a 3d like factory building game you're on an alien world and you collect resources, and like you know, you start by you know banging iron on a rock to make iron bars. That's right, you do. And I'm at the Just point where away. I'm at the point where I'm you know tapping oil wells to start my plastic production manufacturing chain, and it uh, it all just builds and builds and builds, and it's a little bit like a. Uh, it's been a lot of fun though. So is it a, is it a is it a kind of like a survival game, or is it is it more of a um, just kind of like a, 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 a kind of like a tech build game tech building factory building is the main focus there are some survival elements okay you're all in an alien world there are some flora and fauna that will try to attack you yeah uh and there are a lot of things to find like there's all the resource nodes oh this is right up your alley there's craft spaceships and stuff but the the main focus is building the factory yeah and trying to find you know the best locations like i need to make motors it's like okay make motors. yeah this this sounds like this and this and they all need to go together to make this and yeah, it's this is this is a hundred percent your game. I can I, I've been having some fun with it. So it's funny. I kind of kind of throwing a little bit of a uh, kind of pulling back the, the the curtain a little bit. So my you know Jackie was over the other day because Kelly had a one shot, uh, a ladies only one shot as it were. They did, and she 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 uh, was there for a while, and you were over there playing your Which, game. If any of you read it, she did the mind flare hydra scenario. Yep, the the mind hydra thing and. It went very well. <laughs> Jackie, Jackie thoroughly enjoyed it. She goes, "It was really hard. I think we almost died." So she had a lot of really a lot a lot of fun. But yeah, you know, just it's one of those things. That she doesn't have as much energy as she used to, so she doesn't get into get to do uh, a constant role playing. But anyways, it was funny talking about you about the game though. She she kept on hearing you talk mumbling and talking to yourself. <laughs> She's like, "Is James okay?" He's like, "No, that's not that's not what they meant. Is that does this need to go here?" And you're just like, "I'm like, so he was doing what I do on like a daily basis." I was I was calculating ratios. Okay, I mean, it's like you have to like balance your ratios for yep. factories. Like, if you want to make five widgets a minute, you've got to make sure you made all the parts in the correct ratios, or else. I mean, you're wasting stuff. And, and you can't... Yeah, efficiency. Efficiency is part of the game. I mean, that's true. <laughs> efficiency is key, both in life... Because, I must be honest, that just feeds the German in us, like, 100%. Oh, 100%. It does. Efficiency is, like, all, all the rage, so... 
But good, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I, I was kind of saw you playing that. I wanted to ask you about that. I just never got a chance yeah, to. Multiplayer. <laughs> don't start with me. I don't, I don't have the time or the money to do that right now. I I, I promise you that. So fair enough. I will stay with the, the what I've got on Game Pass and all the backlog of games I have. But anyways, have you been playing? Have you been doing anything else? Watching anything else? Reading anything else? Or? That's been the main thing. I've uh, actually. There has been a series I'd like to plug that I enjoyed. Okay. Uh, this was on Kindle Unlimited. It is uh, the Divine Progression series by Jack Jake Brannigan. Okay. The first one is called Town Guard. Huh. And it's about a character. This is not an isekai, so this is good. But it is lit <laughs> RPG. <laughs> and the guy is born in this fantasy world, and he grows up and he wants to be an adventurer. And he goes to like his coming of age ceremony where he goes to the temple and, you know, the gods give you a chance to pick your first class and everything. And he's going to pick this like swashbuckling adventuring class. And instead, should have gone with Bard. Instead, the gods choose him to, for one of their highest honors, to be a town guard. Well, that is obviously high. And that's kind of how the game, that's how (laughs) like the the thing gets started is he is, he's been selected to be a town guard and it's, uh, it's told (laughs) from the perspective then of the faceless guards that you have like, and World of Warcraft and all these yeah. RPGs. A little tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, a little tongue-in-cheek to start with, and the characters have a wonderful depth, and the second book just came out, and I've been That enjoying, sounds fun. I've been enjoying it thoroughly. It's it seems one. almost uh, reminiscent of the book, you, uh, the book series, uh, well, the one book that you, sh- you told me about, but it's a whole series. Of, everybody likes uh, large chests. It's a little RPG in that sense, okay. where it's, like a, it's a game world where like the levels and stuff are just a fact of everyday life. Okay, cool. And so since there's not, like, a our world insult character it's not treated as a remarkable thing it's treated as a ordinary life event okay it's like this is something that everyone has and everyone spends their lives trying to (laughs) make the most of it yeah in the same way that you try to balance your budget they try to balance their character sheets it's it's just how they are that sounds cool so it's fun and uh i guess it has great writing it has deep characters and i i enjoyed it a lot i'm gonna have to check that out you know see if i can find it all online you said kindle unlimited kindle unlimited had it for free and you know, Kindle books are cheap, so yeah, limited, but yeah. Well, as I said, I've been doing a lot more audiobooks and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. no, um, on my end though, I really have only been playing a lot of Darkest Dungeon. I got, yeah, you, know, you saw me, you've been seeing me probably on it yes, every other day. You've been playing a lot of Darkest Dungeon, uh, mainly because I've been doing that. Um, it's a good bite-sized game. You can do little chunks of time. Well, that's what I do. Is so I just leave it on because I'm, I'm right now. I'm studying for. Um, I'm sure people, some people have heard it. Basically, it's, a, it's called the AZ900. Uh, it's the intro into the Azure environment, which is Microsoft's big. Um, oh, basically, they're 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 as a service system, basically like platform okay. infrastructure. It's basically all their cloud services. That's their server side stuff. Y- yeah, it? all okay. that stuff. So um it's kind of to do that for work for when i get back and so i've literally been what i'll do is i'll i'll treat myself i'll i'll study i'll do 25 questions with the guy that's on like a youtube video it's like the most mm-hmm. recent ones and i'll go along and i'll go through them after i've studied a little bit and then i'll treat myself and i get to play 10 minutes of darkest dungeon and i'm like yay i can get through or i get through like one one uh one dungeon mm-hmm. or one uh uh embarkment as it were yeah. depending on what portion you go through and so it it looks like i'm playing a lot more <laughs> i'll be honest with you Which i i'm laughing because you know as a kid people told me to do that sort of thing yeah. and i poo-pooed them yes i thought i would knew better and i'm like i just need to finish this and then i can go play yeah as an adult like it no. totally works for the add brain oh 100 setting yourself small bite-sized goals yep. 
it works so well and i do it on myself now too and it's like yeah why can't i do this my whole life i so i told jackie all time you know it's, it's like I, so I told her i cannot you can't just give me a giant list of things to do i have to like and i break them out and she gets mad i don't know if kelly does this, kelly does this with you but if she gives you a giant list of things you'll you'll break it into chunks and you'll do like two things here and then you go off and do something that you want to do and you'll come back and finish a couple couple more things and back and forth it drives Jackie insane. She's yeah. like, why don't you just get it all done at once? And I'm just like, I don't, cause I just, I get, I'm like, you want me to come in and I'll, I'm going to half ass it all. Yeah, no. When I, when I'm at work, I actually take my list of patients and yeah. I mark off every fourth of the group. I, I break them into 25% chunks. Yeah. yeah. Like when I'm rounding, I have to see 25% and then I'm allowed to read on my phone for five minutes. That's right. And then afterwards, when I'm doing my notes, it's the same thing. I have to do 25% of my notes and then I'm allowed to take a break. That's smart. I it mean, works. like it keeps me motivated. That's, hey, you know what? And like I said, I actually, it's, it's better, it's better than sitting there for hours and hours and accomplishing nothing. So. Dude, I, yeah, I've definitely hit those walls before. I'm just like, I can take a break. I got to leave. So, um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much what I've been doing. I'm doing that and I've been listening to, um, actually got on to the second, you know, last time we were talking about how I was listening to to, to Dune. Mm-hmm. I finished Dune and I'm actually listening to the uh, the second one. So, yes, uh, isn't it, that one? It's interesting. So, I'm interested in some about... I'm going to say probably maybe a third of the way through it, maybe. Never mind. Is this your first time with the Dune series? No, so, I, I've read just Dune in particular. Okay. So you probably a total of, like, yet. four times. This would be my fourth time. But, but I never really got past... I was, okay. I so always I'm not going to spoil it for you, then. Yeah, I never got... I never, I'm sure you can tell how it's going already, but... I can already <laughs> tell, man. So, they're, they're, so, Paul is already going to be heading out into the desert with his uh, pregnant... Yeah. Yeah, with a pregnant wife. Um, and of course everything's, all the machinations are going on with the spacing guild trying to put in mm-hmm. the, uh, for lack of a better word, um, the undead, um, uh, uh, gurney. Yeah. I can't remember what they call him. They call Gola. him Gola. I remember, I wanted to call him a golem for some reason. I'm yeah. like, which is kind of similar, but I was like a Gola. But so, and I, on top of that though, dude, I went down a huge, like, well of like figuring out like the, um, is that they call the Thraxi? Or the the basically the the Twilaxu. Twilaxu. Benny Twilaxu. Dude, I went down a huge rabbit hole with them, and I watched was I bet I watched like three hours worth of videos, <laughs> just learning about their history and like what mm-hmm. they do. And I'm just like they are beyond messed up, but oh, it's they're really, very messed up. Yeah, they're they're really cool. Basically, think um for the folks that don't think like uh, if you've ever read the, they're like gen uh, like genetic masters. They basically just try to. Uh, control the outcomes of uh, political things by just genetically manipulating DNA, and, mm-hmm. and they even tried to like they even you know say in the in the book that they tried to uh, make their own uh, genetically modified Kwisak Haderach, which is what Paul is, yes. and he was either like super complacent. Or like super aggressive, and they're like they couldn't get him in that. They perfect... couldn't get it right, and they said the one time they did get it right, he just killed himself. Yeah, and I was just like, that <laughs> like is. He realized what he was, and he killed himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be fair, if you have a, if your level of being at that high of a level, it's like it's just yeah, I can see that. So, mm-hmm. but talking about um, uh, game or things with uh, within an accident with uh, have existential crises. Um, let's get into Bramble. Yes, and so. Let's let's do a quick little overview. So so Bramble, like you were saying, is it's called Bramble the Bramble the Mountain the, King. The Mountain King. Uh, it's an action adventure video game developed by Dimfrost Studio and published by Merge Games in 2023. We're 
players control a young boy named Ollie, and he attempts to rescue his uh, kidnapped sister, who, uh, I'm trying to have a brain fart on his sister's name. Does, did they even give her a name? Uh, yes, they say it over and over in the game. I, uh... Yeah, it's over and over. Obviously, it's stuck, right? <laughs> it's just like, I cannot... It'll, it'll come to me in a second. But yeah, but anyways, so they, 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 um, he, he goes and uh, tries to, uh, uh, rescue her because she takes off and goes into the forest and essentially, little more, that's good. That was a good pull. Little more. <laughs> um, and they, they go to find her, um, within, uh, the, the mythological forest where all these Scandinavian mythological creatures yes. are at. So, and at first you know, he's skipping through the forest, and yeah. there's some little pinecone people, and there's some gnomes, and there's a troll, Aww. and you're trying to escape from the troll, and you're like, oh, this is great, this is just like, yeah, this is a fun little Scandinavian romp. Yeah. And like, then you're like, literally climbing through the troll's like, butcher board, yep, and like, the piles of rotting entrails, and the maggots, and everything, <laughs> and... <laughs> It's, it's, it, it takes a hard turn real it fast. It takes a hard turn, and it gets real dark, and like I said early on, the game has gorgeous, gorgeous graphics. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful 4K. The lighting, the dynamic lighting on it is especially good, yep. which throws into sharp relief all the blood and the guts and the gore <laughs> and everything your character's covered in. Well, even if, <laughs> even once you get past like the areas, like we'll talk a little bit more about the game, uh, the later stations of the game and the other you know mythological creatures that are in it. Or, for lack of a better word, the, um, the, the, the fictitious aspects of certain things within the game but you know what i mean yeah even if they once they remove some of the blood and the guts like it's still sh- just starkly just yeah. gorgeous but anyways uh i i know um you so i i i know i know i know i know i, know I introduced this one to you mm-hmm. but i actually uh first heard about this one from um actually i was watching a youtube video i know youtube basically is yeah. the only way i i in, in just media nowadays pretty much it feels like but i and this was on the like top 10 games released for whatever this month or whatever it came out so mm-hmm. and i was like oh, okay well this looks really interesting and on top of that it's if you guys have game pass by the way it's on there it's free check it yes. out um and i was like well i don't have to pay for this i'll check it out this is mm-hmm. great you know yeah. it's, and they were saying it's only like a, a three or four hour game so i was like okay i'll check this out and it's like you said though it 100 percent though right it it, it it starts off very, you know, storybook like, and you're thinking this is maybe there mm-hmm. might there might be a little bit of like Grimm's fairy tale thing going on here because yeah. it's, but then like once you get past that initial setup of like oh you have to bring the light into the darkness into the yeah. darkness and you're like oh this is kind of cute and fun yeah, exactly but you're like no it's it's pretty damn dark in here <laughs> it is and you know at first when I was getting into it. I thought this is going to be one of those drip feed story driven games yeah. because it is a very much a story driven game. Yes. It's the gameplay is fairly simple. And while there are a couple challenging segments, mm-hmm. it, it's mostly a story driven game. And yes. some of those like, you know, the wolf and the blind princess Kelly played like the story is so slow that the game is just miserable. Yeah. I don't like that. This is not one of those. It has this delightfully dark and macabre twist to it. Oh well, yeah. You, you it, the, the pacing, like you said, is, 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 is excellent because and they, they do a good job of contrasting moments of peace and light and respite yes. with the incredible darkness. And so it's not all down or all up. It, it's a roller coaster. Or even even not just the darkness, but a tension almost. Even yeah, if they the rem- even if they remove the darkness uh, portion or the the 
the ugly side of the fairy tales and they remove it and they make it more of a, a tension filled mm-hmm. aspect in which they do that definitely in, in a couple of the later portions of the game, not so much in the early part of the game. Yeah. It's not as bad. Um, but uh, it is very nice. And like you said, yeah. the, the, the gameplay, like I said, it's like, you, like I was telling you whenever I, uh, I first put you onto this, um, I remember saying this to you, like it's, it's, the general gameplay is nothing to really write home about. No, I mean there's there's some platforming. Yeah, and there's it, a few boss battles, but they're very much a couple in the, really easy puzzles. Yeah, it's yeah. it's all very much in the you know die a couple times, figure out the gimmick, and then do it. Yeah, it's not. Which, by the way, there's actually an achievement. Which uh, I don't know if you noticed. Like I got all these so the achievement for not dying once. Yeah, just I, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to replay. I don't. That'd be awful. So I I don't know if you could actually do that. If you could like go through and like just save periodically i don't even think there's a save function on there it would be rough as i Some say of those boss fights have are very easy to do the holder boss fight in particular yes be, and the mountain king boss fight at the end i definitely died a few hundred I, well it wasn't a hundred times i definitely i took a few tries is i definitely think i died about 10 times because there's a point where it's just like you kind of you're just inside the aoe of something yeah and it just like it insta kills you because you don't have any hit points at all. It's one hit, one dead. Yeah. And so I can only imagine like trying to do that. It would be so annoying. But anyways, frustrating. Yeah. But so talking about this, the story. So as you progress in this, you go, you start to go deeper into the forest. And like we said, we we talked about the troll portion, mm-hmm. where you uh, are running away from one troll who appears to be just kind of like chasing you or and little gnomes that they have around there. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess what, what do they specifically call them? I can't remember what they're called, but they're they're they are gnomes. Yeah. Okay, I can't remember exactly what they were. But, but gnomes are little people, wee folk, and that's pretty much exactly how they're portrayed. Yeah, in Norwegian mythology. Yeah, just like little. They almost like you said they have a little tall red. There are some bad gnomes, the Sniffelvine, but those are yeah. like underworld gnomes. Most gnomes, yeah, they're mischievous at worst. Yeah, you kind of have to help them get away from the 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 the, the troll you, that's like, chasing you play, them you play tag and hide and seek with the kids and yeah you, like help the old man you know herd his little fairy <laughs> things yeah i I'm guess not sure if they're children or i don't know it's hard to say whatever they were into cages what i'm really curious about though is is so there's i in the sec in the section where you have the opportunity to push the gnome off as yes they, did you did you sacrifice the gnome well you have to to make it work don't you apparently not Oh, I did it. I, I, I definitely did, too. I didn't think there was another way to do it. Well, I looked it up. I looked up the achievement for uh, some of those stuff, and I was just like, well, I have to do this, right? I was like, well, I was like, so I was like, I'm just going to push him off. I was like, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. There's no achievement for not sacrificing him. So Yeah, so I was like, why wouldn't you Why wouldn't you do it in the first place? So, no, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And also, what I really wanted to know, though, is, so I don't, I only ever saw the, 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 the older male gnome. Do they just not have, like, how do they? I didn't see him after that first section. No, I'm talking about how do they reproduce? <laughs> well, do they butt? That's what I was gonna say. Those little berry things that we were hurting into cages. Are those like? Are they like like plants? I, I guess? mean, I'm just saying that if you put a red hat on them, they would look like the gnome kids. Okay, so they sprout. I, okay, I, I think and they're sprouting. Yeah. Ah, okay, that makes sense. So they're like it's so they're more they're little berry babies. Mm-hmm. So you're saying they're more plant based? I guess. I mean, <laughs> they're vegetarian. I'll uh, we'll go with that at the very minimum. So. <laughs> So obviously, like you said, we're, you you get past the troll part because we don't want to ruin all that. But that once you get to that troll part, it, it really you kind of start to get a sense of like, okay, this isn't really mm-hmm. your normal um, uh, 
you know, adventure game that has kind of a, a hidden meaning behind it or a, a lesson mm-hmm. behind it, like all this stuff, you kind of notice that they're really kind of hitting these darker tones without the game. And so you start to go in and you start to meet some other uh, creatures. Next. Yeah, yeah, the other creatures within mythological. So Nakin is, he's actually, he's based on a, um, a uh, Scandinavian folktale that's actually supposed to be they did a twist on it so it's supposed to be that actually the devil comes in or a demon of some sort comes in and basically uh punishes the people for being mean to um uh, a woman in the village who's ends up i think she ends up being a witch is what they ended up calling i think that's what it was Mm -hmm. but he basically fiddles makes them dance to death and it's it's very similar to what they do in the fit in the game right and it's there's several different takes on the knack and tail and they they went with a version where He's a male water spirit yes. that plays songs in the violin and it tempts women and children to come and drown themselves. Yep. They're supposed to get tired out of water, and so avoiding water is one way to avoid them. Yep. But some tales, the Nakin is actually a small boat, and if you get in the boat, you die. Yep. Some tales, the Nakin is a white horse. horse and, he, and if you ride the horse. And the really cool thing was, I read about, I heard about this one was, if you get on the horse, it doesn't matter that he'll continuously stop and pick people up and his, and his body will just keep getting longer and longer until he reaches the sea. And then it just goes under. I'm like, that would be so weird. But like, you're like, I'm okay with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. And that actually got featured in Magus Bride this season. Oh really? Yeah. That's cool. So like in, in, in the game though, they kind of do a, a, a weird kind of like mix of all these where they do where it's a guy falls in love with a woman and he is supposed to be like this really well, mm-hmm. well renowned fiddler player, and I think he in she ends up uh, getting either st- uh, like either hurt, murdered, or something like that. Or, yeah. but anyways, and then he like punishes the town by making them dance to death. They dance to death, and then he slumps off, and then he lay, basically lives off in the pond by himself. Mm-hmm. And that's where you run into. Him. And this is the first time you really kind of come across something that's just like, it's like. I was okay with all the blood and guts and like the mm-hmm. troll. I'm like, okay, trolls are gross. I get it. Whatever. They're just yeah. going to eat whatever. I was honestly kind of disturbed the first couple times I it's had to deal with it. very disturbing. Oh, yeah. Because it's essentially like this corpse. Yes. You know, demon thing crawling around in the muck, mm-hmm. you know, chasing after you. And then he just like sets himself up on a stump and starts fiddling away. Yep. And every time he goes, and hits the strings, it just like blasts music yep. across the way. And it's, it's very disturbing, yeah. And, and it's a and that's a cool thing that they do with this is they take some of the um, uh, aspects of the folklore and they tie it into the gameplay, like you said. And they you have to kind of to not basically die or basically mm-hmm. fall under a spell. You have to kind of stay behind objects and, and become stay yeah. blocked, which is kind of a cool aspect. Of it. And eventually, like you said, you get past all that and you, you try to get away from them and. Mm-hmm. You get you, you do get away from. I'm not, I'm not going to you know tell, yeah. say what happens at but the very is, end there. This is but one you do of get the away from. Interesting things about the game too is that Ollie kind of develops as a character. The yes. And so this first portion with the trolls and he just is scared and he just runs away scared, from. Him. He's terrified. He's yeah. very reactionary. He's yes. just trying to mumble along. Yeah. And at the end of this, he kind of hits rock bottom. And he runs into this character he calls Tuva. Yes. So I found out is actually also another Norse mythology thing. I thought yes. she was just made for the game. She's kind no, of like she's actually referenced to a very very famous a, painting. Is she a, a wood? She's like a fairy or something. Actually, no, Princess Toothstar is what she is. It's from the fairy okay. tale of Moosehop and the Little Princess Toothstar. Oh, okay. And it's a 
classic. It's a, it's a cautionary tale. It brings back so many childhood memories. John Bell has a very famous and very sad <laughs> painting in Princess of Star, okay. which looks exactly like she does in the game. Oh wow! Is that the original painting? She's naked, but um, are you saying that would not be child appropriate for this game, James? It, it would not be. No, this game isn't child appropriate. Let's be no, honest; it's not child appropriate. But <laughs> okay. Anyway, in that in that one, she's a princess, and this is a cautionary yep. tale because she gets tricked by the elves and she loses her crown. Yep. And then she loses her dress, and then she loses her heart of gold into the lake, and so she eternally sits by the lake and weeps. Well, you know, James, it's lucky for her, I am a miner searching for a heart of gold. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, I'm going to plug it there. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I like that they take this, and I, I remember uh, kind of what you're, I know what you're talking about, is because I actually saw the painting, and I remember the guy, the video I was watching about, kind of mm-hmm. going over the creatures in the story, they do a really good job throughout this whole game, trying to stay as close to what the uh, images look like, or the creatures mm-hmm. look like in, in the folklore and then putting them in the game to make them accurate representation, which is great. Wow. Like you said, for her, but they do augment it a little bit, like like you said, she's not like a prepubescent, like well, naked uh, these, fairy. It, it'd be kind of weird, in my opinion. Well, but. and these are very, very old fairy tales, and so I'm presenting one version, but these things have dozens of variations. Oh, yeah. There's no correct story. Uh, In in particular, the one they take the most liberty with, I think, is the Mountain King story itself. Well, you can't. You have to. That's also one where there's a million different Mountain King stories, and it's not... The only Mountain King you need to know about is is the the, amazing, just like, uh, uh, um, orchestral... Uh, just tempo, dun 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 dun, bum 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 bum. It's just phenomenal. Uh, I was waiting the whole game for it, and whenever they started playing in the final boss battle, I'm like, there it is. Even when you die, all those times it just restarts. It's like, oh, okay, this isn't too bad. I can deal with this a little bit, but it's it's really good though. Yeah. But in and like you said though, you you go through and you you meet you know Princess Toothstar, and then I believe after that is it. Then uh, I think you run into Sogstra next. Okay, who? Which one? The, the Skogster. That's or Holder is another name for it. Oh, that's right. She is. A that fiend. is the witch. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not. It's a four shapeshifter. Yeah. So these are. Uh, you might have heard of them as like Maiden in the Woods, or there's yeah. several different names for it. It's a typically portrayed as a beautiful woman, sometimes made of wood with a hollow yeah. back, sometimes as a shapeshifter. But the basic idea is that they are luring men into the forest, and then. Some say that you you are enticed to lay with them, and then yeah. you lose your soul to the to the creature, yeah. and then you either go back to your village and you're never the same, or yeah. sometimes some stories they eat them and keep them. But and sometimes I re- I was even the reading, idea is it's like a, yeah. it's a hollow shape shifting yeah. spirit of the woods. Yeah, and other times I was reading too, like sometimes they will actually like if they find a man that they specifically really really in love or enjoy, mm-hmm. they will actually go back with them and start a family with them. Yes. And then one day they'll just up and disappear. And once they get tired of them. And so mm-hmm. it's just like, but he's like in the, in the, in those stories, he is just so like ultra dedicated for to her. And when she disappears, like you said, he, something like just like gets taken with her almost, yeah. almost like his soul. And like, he's just a mm-hmm. hollow husk of where he is. And then yeah. they, the guy will just spend the rest of his life searching for her, mm-hmm. which is really kind of cool. So, but, I like that really. It's very similar. This story is very similar to like what's it? Is it? Uh, it's not the Kelpie. It's the. Um, it's an Irish folklore with the seal, 
but basically like the uh it's a woman it's like it's supposed to be like a mythological creature but the woman basically oh, yeah can yeah, take yeah. off her uh she basically takes off the the seal skin yeah they take off the coat and like they're yeah they have to put on the coat to change back into a seal and i can't okay. get lost it's yeah. very similar though to that right yeah it, it, i can't remember what that one was but i can't yeah silkies, silkies that's a good call and I couldn't remember exactly what that was, but that's 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 a good pull. Um, yeah, and so I like that. Just I like that they kind of have that in there. And but I what I really do like about this is that this is kind of one of the more. This is where Ollie starts to act for himself. Yeah, right. He he is choosing to fight instead of run away. Yes. And admittedly, she like attacks him the moment she sees him. But this is where he's taking it. Well, thing she lures him in there with. She the, lures him in yeah. with her song and. And he chooses to fight. Wasn't back. it? No, the yeah. First time he fights yeah. back. Yeah, and it's interesting this during this where game. Your little, your little rock turns into a sword, so you can fight back. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest with you. There's a there's actually an achievement. I don't know if you saw the achievement. Yes, it's. I was going to ask you, how many times did you hit the button to stab her before you realized you could stop? Because uh, this is like so. Whenever you are, whenever you defeat this boss. It has yeah. this quick time event, like an old, you know, early two thousands quick time, where you yep. have to like. Hit the button to stab. Yep. And so you do that. And then it says, hit the button to stab, and you do it. And you just keep... And you just keep doing it. You can keep going, as, yeah. as long as you hit the button, yep. you'll keep stabbing. Yeah, you can literally go forever. And this kid is just like, ah, and like getting covered in more and more blood. Yep. There's, actually, there's, there's an achievement for doing it like a hundred times. And I got something. it. You got it? Because <laughs> I knew about it ahead of time. I'll be honest oh, with you. I got bored after like, you know, nine or ten, and I stopped. <laughs> uh, you got to be consistent, James. You got to go all in. I didn't so. do all my reps. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's acceptable. <laughs> it's okay. Just remember. Forward dashing more, forward <laughs> forward stabbing motions. All you get to remember. But anyway, so like you said, he starts to kind of grow as a character a little bit more mm-hmm. as a as a boy, and he really starts to show that he's not. He knows that if he he kind of like it's almost like an ingrained or a a a, a psychological shift in his brain that says if he's going to get out of this and he, if he's going to rescue his sister, mm-hmm. he has to kind of start to stand up for himself or start to keep himself safe and start yeah. to have a little bit more. A lack of a better word, initiative, I guess you would yeah, say that a little bit. at this point, like, he's out of immediate danger. Yeah. He could turn around and go back. Oh, yeah. And he chooses not to. He chooses to keep going. Yep. It's like he is he is doing this for himself and for his sister now. He's not just the scared kid running away from the woods. So. But, yeah, but, but yeah and he, he, like you said, he, he starts to kind of develop that. And I think at a certain point, like, this is, like, this is that turning point, right? Mm-hmm. He kind of... Because at this point, they kind of you think, oh, everything's kind of like scary. It's a little, it's kind of a little, yeah. a little nasty. But this is where they're like, oh, this isn't even the bad shit yet. <laughs> and they take it from like it's like an eight right now, and they just jack it up to like an eleven. Like, and they they yes. and without spoiling a whole bunch of stuff, yeah, they they introduce infanticide. Uh, suicide and some they, really dark things in here. They and, did a very original yes. take on witchcraft. Yes, and uh, with the whole pact with the devil thing. Yeah, and it's been a while since I've seen that portrayed in such a dark, frank oh, yeah. manner. Well, that's that actually pretty rough. And so I was when I was reading about that. So a lot of that, um, without going to spoilers, a lot of that uh, uh, symbolism that they used in there is based on um, the uh, folklore of, like, witches and stuff within Scandinavia, mm-hmm. where, like, most witches weren't bad, but there was that, like, f- where they weren't... They weren't really good, they weren't really bad, they were just kind of, like, there. But there was always that very edge case of really bad witches that communed with those evil spirits that were, like, 
you have to sacrifice babies to me. You have to sacrifice people to me to get your powers and things like that. And that's kind of where this comes from. And I can't remember what it comes from because that's where you get this one big boss battle where you're fighting the, it's like an evil spirit essentially. And that's, no, the spirit in the water wasn't the witch. That was actually something different. That is a, So that is actually what the witch is sacrificing to. No, I, actually not. Really? Why? Uh, that is a creature of the swamps, which is actually a guardian of drowned children. See, I thought... So that's, I a, heard, that's a swamp guardian creature. No, I heard, it the, I heard it the other way, that that was what she's sacrificing on all those little things that are in the swamp that you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Are all the souls of the ki- children that they've those sacrificed? Those are the souls of the children. Yeah, that, that that were sacrificed to that creature. Say, I thought that creature was supposed to be like a guardian spirit of the dead. Well, children. everything I've well, everything I watched and read yeah. says that's that's not so. I well, like you said, it's two different stories. Two probably, different stories, yeah. It probably it might be something, but like just looking at that, like once you, I mean, you guys can look it up for now, yourselves. All those but, little black spirits that you have to ward off with your lantern; those are definitely supposed to be. No, that's what I mean. Those are children of spirits, yeah. That's what I mean, but yeah. And then and then later on, there's another, like, when the little part where the things, whatever it is, you don't even see what it is. It's, like, creeping through the water mm-hmm. at you. You don't know what it is. They, I don't even know. I'm sure you could look it up and find yeah, out what that is. it's an unspecified monster. It's an unspecified monster. But once you get past that part, it's it's really interesting, and yeah. I enjoy a lot then of you that. you get another neutral character. You yeah. run to Litgubin. Which I've actually, Lantern Man, and I like he's, one of, he's a very neutral character. And very much. Like, if you are lost, he helps you find your yeah. way. If you know where you are, he gets you lost. Mm-hmm. As a lost yeah. little child, he helps True you neutral. Out. Yes. He or chaotic neutral. neutral. I would call him chaotic neutral almost. And so he can be a good or a bad thing depending where you are. So mm-hmm. I actually read that um, he is supposed to be the soul often portrayed as an old man that lost his way in the forest a long time ago and 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 he's just been wandering forever since then but he's also kind of you know portrayed as kind of more of a um oh either like a fairy type creature like you said but he's always like you said they said it's always got that very similar aspect about him where he's very neutral on what he what he does but he'll show you the way if you're lost or get you lost depending on yeah but from that point you go into his library i remember that which yeah. is kind of interesting. And then from there, he kind of shows you another way out into, is it a village? Yeah, this the village. Land of Pesta. Yeah, which is, I, I will spoil this for you guys, though, That's because this is pretty cool. Like, once you run into Pesta, it's like everyone that's kind of like, everyone's in the village seems to be kind of like a shambling dead, essentially. Yeah, kind of like zombies, essentially. It's a portrayal of the Black, Black death, death. Yeah. With kind of a zombie twist on it, which was, again, something to believe. So... The cool thing about Pesta, though, is that apparently she is, she was, she originally came about as folklore, but she's really kind of, uh, I'm trying to remember the artist. She was like a personification of the Black Death. Yeah, but, but, but she's really, she got really uh, thrown into prominent uh, Mm -hmm. foreground by an artist. I can't remember. He was a famous Norwegian artist that. He had her in a lot of his paintings, apparently, mm-hmm. and but she was like really tiny, and but she looks just like she does in the game. Like she looks like that little woman, the creepy eyes, a sunken face with mm-hmm. the rake. Yeah, and or and she's always like, but she's in a lot of these uh, paintings. I have to look it up and show you, tell you what well, it was. And like, they but... said like, you know, when the Black Death came to your village, Pesta came. Yeah, with the Black Death, and they said if Pesta showed up with her rake. Mm-hmm. Then some people were going to be spared, yeah. and the, some people in the village would live. If Pesto showed up with her broom, then everyone was going to die. Yeah, 
and there was no point even running away. Well, and you and if you dig a little deeper um, on some of that stuff, apparently, whenever the Black Death was going around, there were stories or, or tales of like uh, uh, women, uh, old mm-hmm. like older women such as Pesta, yeah, coming into the village or coming in through the village like the day before, a couple days mm-hmm. before, and so this that, that apparently this kind of circulated around all of Europe essentially, yeah. but it was very prominent apparently in in, in Norway uh, for mm-hmm. the time, which I guess that's kind of where. All, all folklore kind of starts, I guess. It's just simple stories, as, yeah. and it was probably, probably, probably did happen where like some old ladies were just like, "I'm coming through because my village just got torn well, apart by the plague." Plague to it too, because yeah. for most plagues, right, there's an incubation period. People yep. feel okay, and so people fleeing what they think is ahead of the plague carry it to the next town. Yep. And so it was, it was a bad situation. Oh yeah. Well, there's a reason why was it was it like a uh, was it like it was a ridiculous amount of our population got cut off. Was it, it was, was it, it wasn't a third. I'm trying to remember how much it was. It was half, a half. It was a, half, it was a lot. Half. Black death was very, very bad. Oh yeah. Thank God for modern medicine. But like I said, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's, you, I don't think people have ever can ever can't fathom the amount of death that there was. During that. The, we haven't had a true plague for no. a while. I, think, I know we had the COVID pandemic, but it was nothing. It was like a drop in the I don't want to. I don't want to minimize the suffering involved because it was very bad. But it was. But, but in terms of the death toll, it does not compare to the plague. No, death. you're talking like a percentage. We were talking a few, a couple percentage points. Yeah, of, like that. It's I mean, like it was a lot of people, but it wasn't half. Yeah. Well, like I said, that's that's why I said thank God for modern medicine for a lot of that stuff because it saved a lot of lives. So, mm-hmm. but so after you get, uh, you kind of do a little boss battle with her, and I don't want to ruin that because it was pretty fun actually. I enjoyed that one quite Festa a bit. Festa was probably the best boss battle. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, after the whole you... there, the the Sonscry I thought was the prettiest boss battle. Yes. It was a frustrating one though because it was a very kind of gotcha boss battle. Yeah, yeah, because you had to go through a couple different one variations and like. At first, I was kind of like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, what am I supposed to go after? And then once you kind of figure out that, mm-hmm. she starts to really kind of get those variations on her moves and things like that. And it, and it, it can get irritating yeah, a little everything's bit. everything's instant death, it's like, you need to be perfect for five minutes. Yes. And if you're just barely inside that AOE, I mean, talking just barely, there's no give and take. And it was like, it was, it's not forgiving at all. Um, it's You can die pretty quick on that end. So, But once you get past uh, Pesta, you kind of get into finally... The, the main, uh, uh, the, the final area of the, of the game, which is the, the Mountain King's realm. Mm-hmm. And so the whole kind of, um, I don't want to ruin the story behind that, but he's kind of like trapped. With, he's basically been trapped, essentially. I do have to say, screw the little clock puzzle in the yeah. Mountain King's room. Yeah. It was a clever puzzle, yeah but it's one of those gotcha puzzles where yeah. it's like, you search the room and there's a bunch of random objects and there's some random numbers on some of the random objects. Yep. And there's some clock hands that you <laughs> might find if you clicked on everything, or you might not. And it was it was a frustrating little puzzle. I, I did. Like I did. It, they needed a little more to tie it together. Well, I I definitely I agree with you on that because it it's like they almost they didn't have hardly any puzzles beforehand, except for like a couple of the ones where you got to do the. The stuff on, like you have to, you have to get the herbs and the stuff to get the right uh, symbols and things like that. Which brewing the little witch potions, that yeah, was fun. That was fun. That wasn't that hard. I got that was pretty easy. But it's almost like they kind of like ratcheted it up a little bit. And it was kind of annoying, and I'm like, as like, 
I, I did have a little bit of an issue with that, but that I was like, it's it is what it is. But anyways, it it, it once you kind of get past that part, which you end up finding out that uh, the room when you're in the room you were in had some significance to yes. say the least. Yes. So uh, once you get out of that, you actually start to walk around and you find out, oh, this place is a lot bigger than I and mm-hmm. I, than I thought of it, and you're a lot smaller, and you're like, oh. And you finally get into the final the final boss battle, which is the uh, the Mountain King, which you end up finding out he's a giant, essentially yep, a giant, a giant mm-hmm. king. So, and you, uh, without ruining the whole thing for him, like we said, we do the they do the amazing music and things like that. And you have to fight him, and and at the end, I think it's really yeah. clever because yeah. the story ends, and then it flips it around in the very last scene. Yeah. Now Ollie's the one who's gone out in the night. Yep. And his sister Willowmore is the one who gets ready to get up and leave and look for them. But she's yep. not scared of the dark because she already knows that her brother's out there and he protected her. That's right. And it's it's a wonderful little emotional resolution to the story. It really is. And I, I enjoy that a lot. I'm kind of interested to see whether or not um I don't know I don't I don't know if I want to see a sequel to this game. I like it. I like it to being self contained. I don't think you really need a sequel. But I want to see them do some other stuff. Because yeah, I I, would, enjoy, I, I do I enjoy their 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 games. It was fun. I wouldn't mind another game in the same vein. Yeah. Like you could very easily pick another country's mythology and, oh, do, yeah, similar, and do a similar story. Or I'll just, you know, pay attention to the studio because this is a very very good offering. Oh yeah, considering this was their I think this was their first. I think it's their first one. Yeah. The first for, foray because that it, it is their first foray because I remember talking about it, um, talking a little bit about the development. So they're the guys that um, started this. Um, I they I was watching an interview with them a while ago. Uh, the main, the head developer. Uh, I don't think I put this in the notes, but I apologize. But he said they started out with it was just it was just thirteen of them. And they wanted to make this game, and they're all from Norway. And he goes, and eventually they grew, whenever they got some uh, funding uh, from their ID, because they kind of started a couple things. Because they, they've been apparently been working on this for about five years. They have, and I, I looked at some of their earlier character art draft stuff, yeah. and they start from a very kind of grim, dark, macabre, generic yeah. fantasy. And as you like look at the iterations, it goes more and more kind of into the John Bauer. Yeah, it. it, it tones down the it the, tones down the grimdark yeah. and it goes more into the beauty and horror of yeah. traditional fairy tales yes and they really tie it back around to ollie as a character because the original version looked like it was more about you know grumpy trolls in the woods sort of thing. yeah oh yeah 100 percent. so you know what i like i love about this game um because i know before we get into the the, the mm. reception and stuff about this game what i love about this game is it it it, it hit a Hit, you can probably tell this immediately just from when we were playing it. This hit a note with me because I love this kind of this. Oh, yeah. I love this good. kind of stuff. Um, this was very uh, reminiscent of uh, Hellboy and Mike Mignola and that <laughs> that universe. I I mean I love it because, like you said, it's it's somebody that kind of like has to kind of grow into, for lack of a better word, their destiny or yeah. their role as as what they're supposed to be doing, and it's very similar. Like Ollie had to grow into that a little bit more. And just like Hellboy, he he even though he had to he even though he didn't do exactly what people were telling him to do, but he grew into that role. Like he mm-hmm. ends up saving the world and things like that. If you haven't read the the whole series at the end, but I really love that. On top of that, it's the that kind of dark mythology, kind of that. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, what's the terminology I'm looking for? Basically, kind of that. Uh, 
uh, uh, Penny Dreadful kind of stuff a little <laughs> bit. It, it, I love that kind of, but I do really like that uh, very just dark kind of macabre um, uh, mythology that they get into, uh, and it just it just it just hits all the right notes for me story wise at least. So, but um, it was it was yeah, good enough that. What's that? It gives me those vibes where it's like in Lord of the Rings when uh, the elf lady is thinking about taking the ring. It's like, I'll be oh, a yes. dark queen, beautiful and terrible. Yes. It's like, and that's like the vibe that it strikes. It's like, and it's because like, I don't mind a full blown like Cthulhu type story, mm-hmm. but those types of stories where like the ultimate nature of reality is chaos and mind breaking yeah. and terrible where there is no ray of light whatsoever permitted. Yeah. I don't the like brain that. Can only take so much of that before it just becomes dreadful and claustrophobic. Well, but the, yeah. the fairy tale thing where you have yeah moments of extreme beauty and extreme terror. Yeah. It, it's like real life dialed up to 11. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that's what you get. Why? You could probably understand this too. That's why I, I enjoy it, but I also really like the Hellboy stuff because he mm-hmm. he he borrows from that Cthulhu mythos, right? Mm-hmm. But he tones it tones it down. He doesn't go full HP Lovecraft. Yeah, certainly not racist HP <laughs> Lovecraft because God forbid. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what his cat's name was, but anyways, um, it, it it was he tones it down enough because, like you said, people can't you can't live on that on that spec on that end of the spectrum forever. Because yeah. you will become so jaded and so depressed and just so angry at the world all the time. It's a spiritual cramp. Uh, really, right? It, it's like a spiritual cramp. Yeah. It's not good. You just got to stretch it out. You got to eat the right... You got to eat the banana of relaxation. Or the, the <laughs> get the potassium in you a little bit. If you don't mind me waxing philosophical for a second. Go ahead. G.K. Chesterton said that the reason we do fairy tales is because they remind us of real life. Okay. And so I said, a man reads a book... Where the trees are red, so that one for one wild instant he can appreciate the trees are green. Fairy tales are a way of shocking our jaded senses and helping us see the real world like children again for the first time. And so the things are more terrible, the things are more beautiful, the things are real in the way that only a fairy tale can be real be because they reflect back onto real life. And so it's not it's because they are more true that they feel true to us, not because they are contrived and grimdark and everything else. And so huh. like, it, it hits this story hits the note of a fairy tale for me. It, yeah. it makes you feel things and it makes you appreciate your own life in a new way. And, and so, and I, that kids is why you have somebody with an ethics masters <laughs> on because they had probably had have read so much philosophy. It's not even funny. All right, am I wrong? Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that kind of stuff. That's good. Yeah, so, yeah. so like that, that for me is like how it strikes the note, and that's what I mean by like fairy tale. Like it, it, it feels real. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. That's mm-hmm. that's an excellent summary on that end. So, um, but reception wise, I know like we, I, I know I loved it, mm-hmm. but reception wise, um, it, it got fairly decent reviews from what I have noticed. Um nobody was like screaming like oh this is phenomenal um everyone obviously praised the stylization and the story of it but uh the main takeaway is kind of like we were saying though too is that it's got some pretty bland puzzle solving stuff in it and it doesn't really have a lot going on it in the uh adventure side of things you kind of it's very linear yeah which is understandable it is a story told 
in the format of a video game. Yeah. And I think it, as a take on that idea, it's a very well done take. Yes, very much so. Is it going to hit the popular appeal that a Battleground game or a full-on gore horror game would? Nah. It's not engaging from a gameplay sense. It's it's engaging in the way that a good book is engaging. Yeah, 100%, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it, it's very highly rated. I think it deserves a lot of attention. Yep. Is it going to catch it all? I don't know. Yeah, probably not. You know, like I said, it's it's probably not going to win any like awards. Said, it's, it's extremely linear. There's one one way to play through it. Yes, it's not challenging as a video game. No, it's it's challenging as a story. Yeah, it's very you know emotionally challenging and mentally challenging. I mean, it's it, it's it very touched good. two jaded middle old men, middle aged men. We both enjoyed this. So uh, wow, we're middle aged already, man. Yeah, we were middle aged. We were thirty five. I don't think we're middle aged yet. I am still young at heart. Young. I got five years from middle aged. <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't put me in that box yet. Yeah, I don't have to go get go. I don't have to go in and get my uh, <laughs> get my my finger exam. That's how you know you're middle aged. That's how you know you're middle aged. <laughs> I'm getting there. I don't, I'm not gonna do it. Doc said I could do it when I'm 38. He he moved it up <laughs> on me. So anyways, though, no, anyways, though. No. But I really enjoyed it. So let me ask you this, James. How many? Um, what's a good What's a good rating for this one? I'm thinking. How many? Uh, 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 plant-based no men out of 10 do you give this i don't know i mean for story it's a 10 yeah for graphics and atmosphere it's a 10 yeah for gameplay it's like a three or four yeah uh do you want me to go first and play overall six seven yeah. i mean i i strongly recommend it as yeah. a story but can i recommend it as a game, game? i don't know yeah so i gave it so i gave it like a seven like a seven five seven eight yeah seven point eight um, just like you said, because it is not, it is not perfect. It definitely has its quirks. I'm actually, I'll be, I'll drop it down a little bit. Actually, I'm going to do more like a seven actually. Yeah, so fair. seven is fair because like you said, it's, it's, a, it's an above average game for the story and the, um, and just can it, the atmosphere. This is an excellent first foray into games, uh, into the gaming, uh, environment that, that this, that Dim Frost has done for this. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend people to go out and see it it's not overly complicated and it's kind of takes up a nice afternoon if you want to play something what do you say it's it's like a four to six hours at most yeah if you get everything in it if you want to go off for all the achievements it will probably take you probably about six hours because you're going to do if you can get through it without dying good for you (laughs) um but my reflexes are not what they used to be uh, and, and I definitely have to see something. I have to die once or twice to kind of get used to it a little bit and then come back and beat the guy again. Um, but it, it definitely has its quirks. So I, I enjoyed this. I highly recommend it. If, um, if you guys haven't played this, like I said, it's off on game pass. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else you want to talk about on this. Are you feeling good about this? I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. I it's highly recommend it. Yep. Sounds good. I, uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, the real question is, though, are we going to, what are we going to keep doing in the future? I think we're going to maybe kind of continue this trend and do um, a couple more adventure games, maybe do a couple more linear adventure games. I'm feeling, I think that'd be good to do some things, some things that are a little bit more, uh, a little bit outside of our box. We don't really yeah. play a lot of adventure games, honestly. Yeah. I don't play a lot of them. Yeah, we could do some more stories in our games. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be kind of a good, a good palate cleanser, as it were. <laughs> Does Psychonauts count as a story center game? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will get back to you on that one. There is a Psychonauts too, James. I've already played it. It's good. I played it too as well, so we could definitely do that. So, but all right, guys. Well, I appreciate you guys coming in, and remember, guys, uh, if you can't, um, 
if you can't find your sister in the forest, just stab that evil uh, witch thing <laughs> in the forest a hundred times and you'll be rewarded. So, James, thanks for coming in and uh, sitting with me and waxing a little bit. Until mm-hmm. uh, next time, guys. See you later. See ya. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.